G'day, mate. It's great to be with you. It's nice to talk to you. Uh, look, we're in, uh, what, three weeks away now from uh, the, uh, the, uh, the federal election. How are things shaping up from your point of view? Look, we're about the halfway mark, and as Elbow always said, we'll be kicking with the wind uh, as we come into the last part, and I think that applies to both this term of parliament, but also the... So we're taking nothing for granted. I'm, I'm working hard in my electorate, and uh, Labor MPs and candidates right across the country are doing the same, uh, but we're ready, we're hungry, and we've got great plans for Australia, practical plans for a better future. Yeah. So I'm confident but not complacent is, I think, how we'd sum it up. Yeah. I'm just wondering the uh, inflation figure that came out yesterday, uh, that must be of concern to, uh, I guess, to, to everybody, um, including the incumbent government, the, the highest we've seen it in a couple of decades, in 20 years, 5.1%. Yeah, well, those inflation figures, the latest figure, just proves that on Scott Morrison's watch, the costs of living are skyrocketing, yet working families are falling behind and looming interest rate rises are about to be part of the pain. Frankly, everything in Australia is going up except people's wages. Uh, we've talked before about real wages in this country have not just stagnated, they've gone backwards after a decade of the Liberal government. Um, so Scott Morrison, uh, he can't blame others. He refuses to take responsibility whenever he can, but this has happened on his watch. They've been in government nearly a decade. Uh, so, you know, handing out little $250 cash payment bribes in the budget, time to land during an election campaign, barely touches the sides of the problems that people are feeling. And that's why Labor has practical plans for a better future to cut the cost of living while not adding to inflationary pressures, things like cheaper childcare, cheaper power bills and more secure, well-paid jobs. Yeah, the cost of living, it really is one of the key factors of, uh, of the election. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And the figure that came out yesterday only further hammers that point home. Well, the cost of living is what everyone's talking about right across the country, whether it's people are surviving on fixed social security payments, which are not keeping up with the cost of living, it's now clear, um, or workers are struggling to reconcile their stagnated wages uh, while costs go up. And it's that gap, you know, the cost of everything's going up, but your wages aren't going up at the same rate. What that means is falling real wages. Now, Australians get it. Prime Minister runs around telling us that the economy's going so well. Well, it's not. On their watch, they more than doubled the debt before COVID. Uh, wages have gone backwards in this country. Inequality is rising. Uh, it's harder for working families to get ahead. So that's the focus of our practical plans for a better future. Cheaper childcare, cheaper power yeah. and well-paid, secure jobs. Would it be fair to say there's a bit of panic uh, among the uh, the government at the moment? Uh, I think we saw that, didn't we, over the, the weekend, uh, the Anzac Day weekend, uh, when Defence Minister Peter Dutton sounded the alarm, uh, making the, that extraordinary claim, I couldn't hear, believe it when I heard it, that we should be, quite prepared for war. Well, look, the government's a bin fine now. They're all over the shop. You've got Liberals jumping ship, refusing to appear or even mention Scott Morrison in the cities. You've got the National Party and Conservative Liberals in parts of Queensland and elsewhere in the country saying something completely different, abandoning their climate change plan, which is not a real plan. Uh, but look, Peter Dutton's rhetoric is 
frankly, over the top. Um, there's no doubt that we face very serious strategic circumstances, the most complex circumstances in decades. Yeah. Um, our relationship with China's changed and it's become increasingly assertive and at times aggressive. Um, and of course, there's differences we've got to manage. Of course, the Australian government can and should and must stand up for our values. But what we've seen time and time again with this government is domestic political considerations overly influencing foreign policy and selling out the national interest. And that's something Penny Wong has been calm, clear and consistent on. We've got to take the politics out of things like China and always put our national interests first, not beat up the Liberal Party's uh, political fights internally yeah. uh, or domestic politics. Um, I, the term you used, it was a bin fire, is that right? I did. I described the government as a bin fire. You know, I, I could use other terms, but they're probably not fit for radio. I think Bill Shorten uh, famously last year described them as an SHIT show Yeah. Uh, at yeah. one point. Uh, so you get the drift. You can say shit on this station. It's okay. We're allowed. Um, <laughs> Very shit show. I, I'm just wondering, because uh, didn't you get called out for that? Uh, someone called you a knucklehead. Oh, well, I get called, <laughs> I get called lots of things. I don't pay much attention to it. I get fan mail, you get criticism. You, you can't have a glass jaw in this role. I did. Oh, look, I know that. I, I did drop. <laughs> I did drop the s the the s word on on television. That's true. Last year, when I called the prime minister a bullshit artist. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I got a lot of good response from Australians for that. They said, "Yeah, you've summed it up well, mate." Yeah. Look, I mean, obviously, we're as you say. Uh, Labor intend to kick with the wind. Has Anthony Albanese being um, obviously held up at home in the last week, uh, being COVID positive, has that been a negative to the campaign or, as some people have suggested, more positive? For instance, we're, we're hearing and seeing more of people like you, uh, Jason Clare and Jim Chalmers and, of course, the deputy. Yeah, look, I mean, first and foremost, everyone hopes that Elbow's health's okay and he's doing fine. Um, you know, it hits us all differently, but he's got his week out. Uh, of course, there's a bit of nervousness and just no one's sure. How's this going to impact a campaign? This this sort of thing hasn't happened. I think 1975, Malcolm Fraser was hospitalised, um, went on to win the election, but it hasn't happened for a long time. So people were a bit like, hmm, what's well, trepidatious. Um, yeah. But uh, my observation is it's turning out fine for us uh, for a couple of reasons. Exactly as you say, Labor has a really talented shadow cabinet. Without doubt, without question, we will be, if we're elected and given trust by the Australian people, we'll be the most experienced incoming ministry uh, in modern Australian history. People See, have already... Yeah, what you're saying is right if you actually uh, take a bit of time to look uh, at the at the history. Um, you're absolutely right. So that, that flies in the face of... I guess the uh, the government's main attack point, which is you know who do you trust, uh, us with runs on the board or an inexperienced Labor opposition? Well, not really when you when you actually look at the uh, at the history. Well, Penny Wong will be a terrific foreign minister. Katie Gallagher has headed a state and territory government yeah. in the ACT. She's run a budget. She's she can run the finance ministry. You know, measure for measure across the board, our team is stronger. No doubt about it. And so that's one thing. It's given us a chance to showcase the depth of Elbow's team. There's one thing about Elbow. He knows how to lead. He assembles a good team. He plots a strategy and he's honest and he shows up. I've known the guy for 25 years. Yeah. Um, he's a mate. He's caring, authentic, 
you know, he's really tough. People you know, would es- underestimate him at their peril, uh, but he's experienced and he'll be a great PM. But the second thing, mm. um, I hadn't really thought about this till I've seen had the TV on the last few days. Scott Morrison's been up there every day dominating the news. That can only be a good thing for Labor. The more people <laughs> see of Morrison, the better we do. <laughs> well, that's true. Um you know, there's been a, a few own goals. And look, in fairness, um, it, it was perhaps a bit of a slow start. There's, there were a couple of... Uh, I mean, it's it's almost sheep stations. So I understand the pressure is on for absolutely everybody. And, and from time to time, a few mistakes might be made uh, if you forget a figure here, there. Um, uh, what did you make of that early criticism of Albo, though? Was it a little over the top? Oh, well, look, Elbow owned up. He forgot a figure. He, you know, frankly, he had a brain freeze for a yeah. moment. That happened to all of us. But government is not an episode of Quizmaster. You know, as Adam Bant aptly said, you know, Google it, mate. If we're going to play the gotcha game on random facts and stats. Um, you know, one of the things about Scott Morrison that I've observed, he's a really cunning politician. Yeah. And he's a strong campaigner. But he's no good at actually being the prime minister. So, you know... Sure, people may forget a figure one day, but that has no bearing on their ability to actually be the leader of this country. To Elbow's credit, he forgot a figure on day one and he fronted up and said, yeah, sorry, I own that. Moved on. I mean, what's the big deal? You know, there's people have written to me. I've received many emails in frustration um, saying that some of the journos, you know, by the time they're writing about it on day three, you know, it's 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 lost all sense of proportion, and I think everyone's moved on now. It's not what Australians are looking for as they make up their minds about the future of the country. No, uh, very true, but unfortunately, uh, you know, in some sections of the media, those gotcha moments uh, make for pretty splashy headlines. Uh, all right, Julian, good to chat. Um, maybe if you don't mind, in the uh, uh, in a couple of weeks, we might touch base one more time. Um, as the campaign really kicks into gear ahead of uh, the 21st of next month. Always good to chat, mate. Looking forward to it. You take care. You too. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it.